Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the Mage as well, your one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Majors, welcome back to the show. I'm excited, and I say this often, but this week I really think that I've pulled this one out the hat. This week I thought we could look at new beginnings, we are approaching a new year, and I thought I could talk about this idea of turning a new leaf, but I've mixed it up a little bit. I thought I would shake up the format and give you a step-by-step ritual, rather than piles of little bits. I've chosen to look at the Roman god Janus, the god of beginnings and endings. And you don't have to do this on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. You could do it just around the change of the year. We have nearly taken another trip around the sun. We're on the edge of a new year, and this year has been tough for the majority of us. As a society, we have undergone an initiation. We've had time to confront the uncomfortable parts of our society and our place within it. And we've been forced to look in the mirror and to face our demons. There's a lot of hope around the new year, at least for me anyway. It's something that I put far more weight and meaning into than Christmas. It's a chance for things to change, new opportunities and for a brand new fresh start. To shed the chaos of this year and to step forward renewed into a new one. The Romans believed that in order for something to be successful, the beginnings had to be good. Based on this principle, let's make sure the beginnings of this year are solid. Let's dive in. Let's talk about Janus. Who is he? What's he all about? Janus is a Roman god, and he resides over doorways. His name comes from the Latin word Janua, meaning door. He also rules over transitions, beginnings and endings, life and death, and time itself. 
The first hour of your day is sacred to Janus, as well as the first day of every month, and the beginning of the year with January. It's even said that January was named after him, though some have argued this and have said that it's actually named after Juno, the queen of the gods. January is seen as a liminal time and perfect for connecting with the unseen. Access to the divine is further enhanced by appeasing Janus and appealing to his nature of a gatekeeper. January is also a great time for divination. Janus has two faces, one that peers into the past behind him, while the other peers ahead into the future, making him a favourite deity to work with for those who try to gaze into and predict the future. He watches over the liminal and thresholds of any definition. In nearly every Roman ritual, Janus was honoured and invoked, as it was thought he acted as an intermediary between mortals and the divine. So important was he that he gained the epithet Divon Deus, meaning the god's god, and his worship predates the building of Rome. He's also uniquely Roman, kind of, in that he has no Greek counterpart, suggesting that he has Etruscan roots, a society that predated the Romans. Because the Romans looked up to Greek society, they saw the Greeks as highly civilised and wanted to emulate them and copy some of their ideas, which is why their pantheon is quite similar to the Greeks. So the fact that there is no Greek counterpart suggests that it comes from an earlier society. In ancient Rome, a ceremonial arch called the Janus Geminus was seen like a shrine to Janus. This was gated at either end and it was only left open during wartime so Janus could aid the soldiers. Soldiers would pass through this gateway upon leaving the city for war in order to receive his blessings. War after all is both a beginning and an ending. It was only during times of peace when these gates were closed, which for the Romans, peace didn't occur very often. Some suggest that Janus was a real person, a king actually. According to a legend, he was exiled from Thessaly. Upon arriving in Italy with his family, he built a city called Janaculum and co-ruled it with a king called Camusus. Once Camusus died, Janus ruled alone and did so successfully and peacefully. Saturn was banished from the heavens by Jupiter, and it was Janus who gave Saturn refuge in his city. In order to thank Janus for his hospitality, Saturn gifted him with the ability to see into the past, as well as the future. It was upon Janus's death that he became deified, though some have said Janus was formed from chaos at the beginning of time. So let's see how we can welcome in the energy that Janus represents into this new year, and have a fresh and successful start. To begin with, cleansing has to happen. Now, traditionally around this time of year, temples were cleaned, statues washed down, fires were lit, deities who could remove evil were petitioned, and evil was scared away with burning incense and creating noise. Then people cleansed themselves, confessing of sins, bathing, and also fasting. Do a huge clean and go in. Make solutions of rosemary and lavender, mop floors, Wash down walls and pay particular attention to cobwebs and wipe them away. They are a huge sign of stagnant energy. Clean your altar and your tools, invoke Hecate. If you have a scary mask, I'd wear it. Burn mugwort and clap, clang pots, whatever to make some noise. The mask, the noise, the mugwort, this will all help to scare and drive away evil from your home. Also, pay attention to the corners of rooms and behind any doors or anything that would stop the flow of energy. Burn frankincense and benzoin to purify and to invite beneficial spirits in. 
wipe the front door down with juniper as well as the lintels and all the window frames of the house. With regards to yourself, perhaps you can write a list of all the things that have harmed you, made you feel guilty, any baggage you have, shed yourself of it and burn it. Perhaps you can have something that is a physical representation of that which you'd like to release. A picture of an ex-lover who broke up with you this year, or maybe the contract of your previous job that you stopped working at this year. Clean and groom yourself, and maybe you could fast, or at least avoid consuming meat, dairy, sugar, alcohol, and drugs, however you decide to define that. Maybe think about abstinence from sex. Traditionally, these things were seen as impure and hindered a connection to the divine. Now, I'm not suggesting that. I'm not shaming anyone for their lifestyle choice. But the idea of giving something up for a period of time in order to prepare yourself for connecting and communing with the divine is a powerful gateway. I've said it in the past, but when preparing for ritual work, we want to have a strong pattern so the brain goes, aha, I'm giving up sex, drugs, and sausage rolls. This must mean that I'm getting ready to go into a big ritual, and getting into this ritualistic headspace will be quicker and easier each time. Also, the idea of giving something up, it's related to this idea of sacrifice. So, now that we've cleansed, let's move on. To start, you could sing this hymn. Now, singing is a powerful way to connect with deities, and on a simple level, it's also a form of an offering. Now, this hymn, it honours Janus as well as Hecate, as they share many qualities. They both bear keys, which I didn't say earlier, often Janus is depicted with keys, and they are associated with gateways and doors. It's called the hymn to Hecate and Janus, and it's by Proclus Diodocus, and he lived 410 to 485 CE. Oh, and I'll also add the Janus ritual to my Patreon, so it's all written down and you can just print it off and use it when you want to do the ritual. So it goes, Hail, many-named mother of the gods, whose children are fair. Hail, mighty Hecate of the threshold, and hail to you also, forefather Janus, imperishable Zeus. Hail to you, Zeus, most high. Shape the course of my life with luminous light, and make it laden with good things. Drive sickness and evil from my limbs, and when my soul rages about worldly things, deliver me purified by your soul-stirring rituals. Yes, lend me your hand, I pray, and reveal to me the pathways of divine guidance that I long for. Then shall I gaze upon the precious light, whence I can flee the evil of our dark origin. Yes, lend me your hand, I pray, and when I am weary, bring me to the haven of piety with your winds. Hail, many-named mother of the gods, whose children are fair. Hail, mighty Hecate of the threshold. And hail to you also, forefather Janus, imperishable Zeus. Hail to you, Zeus, most high. And then you would place some bay leaves on a burner. Now, bay leaves are very sacred to Janus, and they are quite powerful for manifesting as well, if you remember from previous episodes. You could also write his Latin name on these leaves, and you would spell that... I-A-N-U-S. And then you would say this next invocation, and this is from the pagan book of ours. Hail, Lord who looks both ways. Hail, face of the past, turn towards memory. You see all that has been, not only our beginnings, but our past deeds, which have brought us to this day. May we learn to take responsibility for them. Hail, face of the future, turn towards possibility. You see all that might be, a multitude of choices. 
Yet that multitude is pruned back to a likely few by the deeds of the past. Hail Lord who stands at the boundary of then and now, of there and here. We stand also at that boundary. Teach us to see how the past shapes the future in its hands, that we may not be blind to our own divinity. And then you could chant, measure the line with memory, stand on the line of possibility. Now, we have a detailed layout of a ritual to Janus that was being conducted nearly 2,000 years ago by a man called Cato the Elder. We're going to follow this layout, and I've also added some lines from another one of Cato's rituals that are relevant to Janus. So, you'll need more bay leaves, as well as sweet-smelling flowers. Think lavender or roses. You'll be using these as an incense. Honeyed wine as well and some food such as bread, and measure out everything precisely. Janus likes precision. So you would approach the altar, bearing gifts, with your right hand held forward, palm up, in a gesture of offering. And then you would say, Come, be present, Father Janus, the opener. Arise, planter of the stars. All things truly. I entrust to Patulchuma, the opener. Now you are Janus, the gatekeeper. Now Cherus, the good creator. Now Janus, the god of good beginnings, come, now most especially god of gods, you who are the better of these kings. Here you would offer the bay and the sweet-scented flowers onto the incense burner. Janus, though I propitiate other gods, I do offer wine and cakes to you first, so that I may obtain access through you, Janus, to any of the other gods I may call upon. I've then found another reference to Janus in another one of Cato's books, which you could add here at this point. Offer him, quote, a heap of cakes, and then say, Father Janus, in offering to you this heap of cakes, I pray virtuous prayers, in order that you may be favourable and gracious to me and my children, to my house and to my household. And if you don't have children, you, you could amend that as, as it suits you. And then you would say, in you, dearest father, in your hands do we place our safekeeping. Janus, in offering to you this incense, I pray good prayers, that you may favour me, my children, our house and our home. And then you would pour the libation of honeyed wine, and say, Father Janus, as in offering to you the heap of cakes, virtuous prayers were all prayed. For the sake of the same things, be honoured by the humbler wine, be strengthened by this bread, be warmed by this small portion of our wine. Janus come, Father Matutinus, or else Janus, if you so prefer to hear, regarded by men as the beginning of works and life's labours. So does it please the gods, may you begin my prayer. Then you would pray to him, or petition him, and think about what you ask him for. How will it benefit you and those around you, as well as the impact it will have on the world? How will you transform to bring your desires into fruition, as well as what you need to release in order for it to happen? Finish with how Janus can help you. You could use his epithets here of pater and bifulmus. If you're talking about doors of any kind, you could use patulucius or clusivius. And don't forget his role as an in-between between us and deities. He's a messenger, so any deities you wish to petition, you could ask him to speak on your behalf to them as well. Start to bring the ceremony to a close by pouring a second libation as before. Then turning around, your hand held in liberalis, 
Just a side note here, I struggle to find out what this gesture actually is. I think from researching it, it's the hands held forward together, kind of as if you were going to give someone a stiff hug. It's the gesture of a free man, that's what it translates to, liberalis. And then you would say, thus for these reasons, as I have said, that you might be favourable to me, to my children, our house and our home, therefore may you be honoured by this small portion of wine, and then give some more wine as well. Thus it is done, may the immortal gods make it so, as fortunate as it is pious. And sweet foods were traditionally eaten afterwards to invite the sweetness of a new year and to invoke good omens, particularly figs and dates. In Ovid's work, Fasti, Janus warns, quote, Omens attend upon beginnings. Keep an open mind to any occurrences and synchronicities around the beginning of a new year, or just after this ritual. Some final tips around Janus. You could try growing a bay plant, remember I said it was sacred to Janus, from seed, and create a shrine around it. Also, whatever you are planting, do it on the new moon. The next new moon is in January, and falls on the 13th or the 14th, depending where you are in the world. The Camino de Santiago is the famous pilgrimage that takes place in northern Spain, and ends in Santiago de Compostela, near the Atlantic coast. This has been argued to originally have been a pilgrimage to Janus that became Christianized. The pagan version supposedly ended at Finisterre, meaning the world's end. With this idea in mind, maybe you can't begin the Camino pilgrimage anytime soon, but you could do your own pilgrimage to a liminal space and dedicate a ritual or offering to Janus once you are there. The bread that I mentioned above as an offering to him, it's made from spelt, millet and salt, and it's called stru. Mixed together one tablespoon of millet flour, three tablespoons of spelt flour and a pinch of salt. Add three tablespoons of water and mix into a dough. Divide the dough into three parts to make wafers and bake covered for 15 minutes and away you go. You can easily burn them as an offering to Janus. Now Janus with his two heads reminds us that in order to step into our future, we have to consider and reflect on our past. Change isn't something that should be rushed into, it requires planning and realistic expectations. Things which can be partly moulded from the past. Reflect on the past and how this influences your future. I came across an article about New Year's resolutions that once I clicked off I couldn't find, so sorry. 88% of people who make resolutions fail, and basically it was saying that people set goals that they're doomed to never fulfil, and this article suggested setting the goal for the end of the year, where you want to be this time next year, and then take small steps to make it happen. The first hour of each day, sacred to Janus, sets the tone for that day. What tone do you want to set in order to pave the way to your resolution? And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon 
and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Mages Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Mages Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themagerswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is an excerpt of Ovid's Fasti, Book One. But to form Dianus, what god shall I say you are, since Greece has no divinity to compare with you? Tell me the reason, too, why you alone of all the gods look both at what's behind you and what's in front. While I was musing, writing tablets in hand, the house seemed brighter than it was before. Then suddenly, sacred and marvellous, Janus, in two-headed form, showed his twin faces to my eyes. Terrified, I felt my hair grow stiff with fear, and my heart was frozen with sudden cold. Holding his stick in his right hand, his key in his left, he spoke these words to me from his forward-looking face. Learn without fear what you seek, poet who labours over the days, and remember my speech. The ancients called me chaos, since I am of the first world. Note the long ages past, of which I shall tell. The clear air, and the three other elements, fire, water, and earth, were heaped together as one. When through the discord of its components, the mass dissolved, and scattered to new regions. Flame found the heights, air took the lower place, while earth and sea sank to the furthest depth. Then I, who was a shapeless mass, a ball, took on the appearance and noble limbs of a god. Even now, a small sign of my once confused state, my front and back appear just the same. Listen to the other reason for the shape you query, so you know of it, and know of my duties too. Whatever you see, sky, sea, clouds, earth, all things are begun and ended by my hand. Care of the vast world is in my hands alone, and mine the governance of the turning pole. When I chose to send peace from tranquil houses, freely she walks the roads, and ceaselessly, the whole world were drowned in bloodstained slaughter. If rigid barriers failed to hold war in check, I sit at heaven's gate with the gentle hours. Jupiter himself comes and goes at my discretion. So I am called Janus, Yet you'd smile at the names the priest gives me, offering cake and meal sprinkled with salt on his sacrificial lips. I'm Patuluchus, and then again I'm called Clusius. So with a change of name, unsophisticated antiquity, chose to signify my changing functions. I've explained my meaning, now learned the reason for my shape. Though already you partially understand it, every doorway has two sides, this way and that, one face in the crowds, and the other the lares, or houses. And like your doorkeeper seated at the threshold, and watches who goes and out, and who goes in, so I, the doorkeeper of the heavenly court, look towards both east and west at once. You see Hecate's faces turned in three directions, to guard the crossroads branching several ways. And I, least I lose time twisting my neck around, am free to look both ways without moving. Peace out, witches, and I shall see you next year.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.